We're on location with the Whiskey Friends. We're at the Holiday Distillery in Weston, Missouri, and we're here with Master Distiller Kyle Merkline. All right, Kyle, well, thanks for having us here. Uh, today we also have Iggy, Michael, and Doc, and uh, we have the pleasure of uh, getting to know how you guys have created such a, a delicious bourbon. Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, appreciate it. Always uh, good to sit down with everyone and talk about bourbon. You know, it's kind of it's kind of a fun business to be in. Doesn't suck to come to work. Doesn't <laughs> suck to talk about. So, you know, not not bad at all. So, thanks for coming. You bet. And so, let's get to know you a little bit more. Uh, what what drew you to your dream job? Did you uh, <laughs> just go? Oh, in high school, I this is what I want to do. Or uh, no, you know, in high school, I actually uh, didn't drink. I was one of those, you know, actual like following the the law and didn't drink till I was twenty one type of person. Uh, so I had no clue, no concept that this was a thing. Um, for me, I so I grew up on a farm in Northwest Kansas. Uh, and my dad always said, hey, don't take over the farm. It kind of sucks relying on the weather. Got a uh, major, or majored in biological and agricultural engineering. So I thought I'll use grain in some way, shape, or form, bioprocessing of grain. And that was kind of my focus. Made uh, biodiesel uh, as my first job out of uh, college. And that was a lot less fun than this. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there, there's still the challenge. It's still, uh, you know, a good thing to do. And I definitely enjoy uh, the adding value to grain type of thing. But I uh, knew that I wanted to do something different. So I ended up getting a master's then at that point uh, in the same degree, biological and agricultural engineering. Uh, my research was in fermentation. And so that's kind of how I got in the industry. Uh, I made neutral spirits somewhere for a little while, and then this job came open. So you know, it was a combination of the schooling and getting prepared uh, and having the knowledge for that. Um, but then, honestly, the luck that this was here at that time. Like, I was 25 minutes away and this job came open and I was able to uh, apply for it. I drove, you know, it drove down the lane and I didn't know the expectation coming into this place. And then I, I pulled down and it's just gorgeous. And you have the Rick houses and it's just... Uh, completely different than what I expected and felt very much like uh, a Kentucky distillery and you know was at that point like I got to get this job so yeah uh, that was kind of the the timing of it was advantageous for me but uh, yeah. so were you already into bourbon and whiskey when you applied for this job yeah yeah so I did drink bourbon uh, that was kind of my drink of choice yeah. my preference I was uh, very much into it uh, Never thought that this would be a reality. <laughs> like I, thought, uh, I thought doing the neutral spirits was as close as I was going to get to it, but uh, yeah. it, it ended up working out really well. So, um, and then yeah, been been here since working Which, on the bourbon. How long? How long? Uh, so we started distilling seven years ago. I joined a little late to the party, uh, so I'm at like six and a half years now. Okay. So, mm -hmm. been sitting here, uh, letting the bourbon age in the rig houses <laughs> on site, and kind of. Just now, finally, last May, uh, put product out into the world. So yeah. it's uh, mm. been an exciting time for the Fantastic. last year. So great story. So uh, a lot of people, you know, the bottle and bond—that's you guys' bread and butter—and most places are four years. Was there a reason why you were like, no, we're not putting anything out until it's six years? Yeah, I mean, we've we've always uh, sampled the bourbon, and that's been a, a constant. We've been checking on it every year, obviously, right? That, that's a pretty pretty big investment, um, and then getting samples for the board and the shareholders to try every year and, and at the four-year mark it was it was good but uh, thankfully the decision was made you know our, our sweet spot has historically been that six to ten year range 
um, and able to hold on to it that little bit longer. And so that was a, a decision that was made based on our past, our distilling history. And so it uh, worked out for us, but yeah, that we were able to hold it those two extra years. It was tasting good, obviously, back then, but the two, two additional years have really transformed it uh, to where it is today, and we're very proud of that. Yeah, it, it has a very unique uh, flavor. Where do you guys, I mean, of course, you probably hold on to your, you know, the yeast secrets and all of that, but what, what, what do you think here in Missouri, because we'll talk about what it takes to be Missouri yep. bourbon, but what do you think it is here in Missouri that helps to generate your unique taste? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, everything that we're doing, it's, it's standard uh, best practice in the bourbon industry, right? Like it's uh, starting with the limestone spring water, we have access to that. Uh, we're using a two cooker system in our, our uh, distillery. We're uh, distilling to, with a column still to our historic proof points. Um, and then aging in the rickhouses here. Uh, the, the rickhouses are a big part of what we're doing. You know, we have these, they were built in the 40s and 50s. And if we didn't have those two on site, uh, it, it would be a different story than what we have today. We have that, we have that history, um, and all of the different, uh, the different floors of that, how they age uh, throughout that rickhouse is a, a big part of it. And so, yeah, the Missouri climate is very conducive. It's, you know, everything about it is very similar to Kentucky overall. We have the agriculture, we have the corn, we have the barrels, it's all, all here. And so there's no reason why we can't have good bourbon in Missouri. And that's, that's kind of, uh, going back with our past and, and, uh, seeing what worked then and bringing that back to today's standard. So is everything full-size barrels? Do you have any experimental smaller barrels that you work with? Or? Uh, we don't have any, any smaller. No, everything is a standard 53-gallon barrel. Uh, yeah, so we've, uh, we've worked with Independent Stave Company in Lebanon, Missouri, uh, and we have a lot of different uh, types of barrels from them. We have experimental stuff, both in the rickhouses and in our uh, bonded ancient cave. Uh, so we're, we're playing around with some things in there, too. So, yeah, we have a lot of uh, different types of barrels, but nothing in the small range. We, we want to stick with that tried-and-true size and, and a lot of your bourbon purists will, will say they appreciate that because that's that's the heart of bourbon. That's, yep. that's kind of where it came up, and you see a lot of these companies that are trying to get to market fast, and they're doing the small barrels to try and age it faster, yep. and they're aging it in containers and, and all this stuff. But holding on to something until it's ready at six years is a huge gamble but I think a lot of us can look at that and say that was that was a big decision that probably paid off very well yeah I think I think ultimately it has and that's that's you know nothing against any of those places that are using smaller barrels I think mm -hmm. everybody has their place and you have your own story and your own background and what you're trying to accomplish and that's what we were trying to do is our history our standard barrel uh, you know we went back to independent save and went with the same barrel uh, we use a char 3 barrel made sure that we were bringing that back too. Mm -hmm. So yes, everything about what we were doing was kind of rooted in our history uh, for Ben Holiday. Yeah. With the um, obvious distinction is that we just now released the Holiday Soft Red Wheat, um, and that one is different. We had never done a uh, wheat bourbon in our past. Um, also, we never have done uh, a lot of the different offerings that we have, and I think we're getting a uh, sample of a what we call one barrel um, which is a single barrel uh, and we have never done those in our past as well and we just brought this out in the last year so a lot of the things that we're doing in terms of the branding and in terms of the products and 
Uh, it is different, but it's all, again, rooted in our history and the, the traditions of uh, making bourbon the way we always have. So can you give us kind of a, a brief overview of the Ben Holiday history? And, and I, I don't think that there's a recent past where you guys didn't have any bourbon coming out necessarily from Ben Holiday, is, or am I yeah, mistaken? Yeah, so we, uh, you know, Ben Holiday founded our facility in 1856, uh, came up from Kentucky with his brother, uh, David, and so they, they came into this area, and they had different ventures, but they had this distillery here, and then made bourbon uh, for, you know, probably up until prohibition with the short break short break for during that time and then we continued up until 1985 at that point it was you know different consumer base different uh, preference and different ownership group uh, and at that time they chose not to reinvest in our facility they had a different bourbon uh, production elsewhere and so it was shut down here so we were shut down from 85 until uh, 2015 when we started back up again so really kind of once the new ownership group uh, came in and and uh, it, you know, always thought about doing bourbon again, but then it really took took hold, you know, about a decade ago and prepared for it. And then uh, got the column still in from Ben Dome, and, and uh, here we are today. So it was a, a, a process starting probably about a decade ago to get to this point. But, yeah, we had a while where we didn't have uh, any bourbon that we made on site. Mm -hmm. During that time, we had some that we had rested in the rickhouses. We pulled those out eventually. And then for a brief period, we bought in... Uh, distillate in barrels and then we aged them on site but it was using someone else's product mm -hmm. and then we just got away from that completely and yeah. it just kind of fell fell off and so uh yeah we're without our own bourbon for a little while and it's good to be back it's yeah. good to have uh, a glass that you can you know after work that you can try and be proud of and it's uh it's been a lot of fun yeah. do, you, do you have any of those <laughs> archived the old barrels and any old bottles of stuff that there's some yeah uh we have a dwindling supply of uh, product from back when we distilled in 85 um, that was actually released. And around the facility, we have some, uh, you know, like lab samples and lab standards and everything. Uh, so that was kind of helpful in, in preparing for this. We could uh, not only taste that, but also we have a GCMS spec on site. And so we were comparing it on, on that standpoint, you know, to what we're doing now and, and doing our best to replicate the past as much as we could with the Ben Holiday. So we just got a glass of some yep. very yummy looking, so, smelling. Oh, this is the thing. short barrel. Oh, man. Yeah. This, is, yeah. this is shorty. Yeah, this the way we just told about in yeah. the Walker Center. Yeah, so this uh, Patrick Fee, he, he has all the good things. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> VP of marketing, he brought this down for us. It's, uh, it is one of those barrels that's just, I don't know. It, we call it shorty here um, because it was light. It had uh, fewer cases, and so we were putting that up for, you know, barrel picks, and then it's like, well, this has way too few cases. We can't actually sell this, and, and then it's like, well, we could bottle it still. Like, yeah. we, we definitely need to bottle this, and so that's where we're at. So uh, it was definitely one of those barrels that fell in love with when we tried it. It just hangs out here, and you get to share it with people on yep. the occasion, and we are yep. just so fortunate to be able to taste it, and it is just absolutely the, delicious. The nose on it is oh. Yeah. I was trying not to make noise when you were talking, but they passed it out about a few minutes ago, and I was like trying to hold in my yeah. my, my giddiness. I know you were over there; you were doing your your photos, and I you were I like, was like, "I'm oh, gonna gram this." You were, oh, I, could, oh, I could see it already. So good. He brought slugged me three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a this is a one barrel bourbon of Ben Holiday. Uh, 
and I don't have the bottle, so you, I actually yeah, don't know the details. You can tell me, but somewhere in the 119.8 range. Uh, I think it's a third yeah, floor barrel. Exactly right. Uh, and then, what else? Yeah, He's like, I don't know the details. Then, like, literally gives them I, to the decimal point. Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I uh, I did have that one in the back pocket. I didn't, I didn't know the barrel number. It's 1423. It's from uh, the third floor of C, C. Rick House and uh, 11th tier. Or 11th Rick, third tier. So when we're seeing one barrel bottles out there, we're, we're looking for that floor. <laughs> that one There's the honey good. barrel area. Yeah, right there. That's been a good floor, although it's... I think every time we try different ones and we go through the whole experience and do it, especially to try it blind, it's uh, you you get different uh, results. Sure. You know, fifth floor has always been uh, our favorite, and then third floor, and it's been you know all over the place. So uh, as you go through it, there's there's a lot of good barrels in that rick house. Um, uh, it's it's tough to choose. Yeah. So. And if I'm not mistaken, right now the one barrel program is just in the state of Missouri, or have you expanded that since? Since that uh, was true. Yeah, I believe that's still true. Okay. I don't know. It's hard to keep up. Us, us people in Iowa, we're just waiting. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We, we uh, just got Ben in Iowa uh, just a few months ago. Okay. And, and Iowa's a little, you know, it's a state-run yep. distribution. And so when it first came out, it was highly allocated. So stores are only getting one bottle. And, mm -hmm. I mean, just so you know, Iowa's yep. nuts about Ben Holiday. That's awesome. So yep. we love it. Uh, That's great. We look forward to soft red wheat hitting Iowa. Yep. Um, but we still might pick some up today. We, oh, we, we're definitely <laughs> picking some up today. Sometimes we'll make a four-hour trip just to get some. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, this is not nice. my first time to the distillery. Okay. I've come here awesome. before just to pick up bottles. That's, so, that's yeah, cool. We nice. really, really love what you're doing here. Yeah, but, thank you. Well, and we need to understand it's Missouri straight bourbon. So yep. I think we really probably... You know, the listeners will want to know, well, what makes it Missouri straight bourbon? Yep. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the straight bourbon whiskey, obviously that falls under the T2B designation, so we're following all those guidelines of, you know, everything that you know to make bourbon. Mm -hmm. um, but the Missouri portion, uh, so the Missouri legislation passed a, an act, I believe, in 20, uh, 2018, maybe, uh, where they passed the Missouri uh, bourbon law and so in order to call it Missouri bourbon whiskey uh, you have to follow the, the guidelines of this and so essentially it has to be made in the state of Missouri we're doing that we're in west of Missouri uh, and then it has to be aged here uh, but it has to be made using Missouri corn um, and then it also has to be aged in barrels that were made in the state of Missouri from Missouri oak and okay. so it's a uh, very much a Missouri product. Mm -hmm. The corn piece, you know, obviously uh, there's a lot of corn in this region, right? That makes sense. Uh, we have a good local farmer that we partner with on that. But with the the barrels, that's something that not a lot of states can talk about. Uh, there's only a few cooperages in the world, uh, and only a you know very few places where they harvest the oak for the barrels. And so uh, that's that's a big part of it, and that's uh, been you know something that has been. I don't think a lot of people know about um, in other markets, and it's uh, something we're obviously proud of being from the state of Missouri, but uh, we're also very proud that it's a bonded bourbon that tastes like a bourbon, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. how you would expect it to be. So it's, uh, you know, following all of those things, but uh, doing it to the best of our ability uh, across the board. Mm -hmm. So when you guys are charring your barrels, what char level do you guys go to? We get a char three. 
Char yeah. three. Yeah. Okay. Char three barrel entry proof is one eighteen. So not not uh, the full one twenty five proof. So going a little bit lower. That was what we did uh, in our past as well. Everything kind of like I said, it was all influenced and guided by that. And so we had all those records. Uh, TTB is fun to comply with of all the regulations and rules of making alcohol, but thankfully that also meant we had good documentation from mm-hmm. uh, 30 plus years ago of what they did. And so we have all those records and, and could see it. And so, uh, yeah, stuck with all of that. Okay. So, so you started with Bottled and Bond, then Rickhouse Proof came out. I, think, I believe you've had two releases of the regular Rickhouse. We're now on our third. Yeah, so you've released your third, or you're about yep. to. We've you released the third okay, this great. month. Uh, and then you've got the soft red wheat that just mm-hmm. came out, and there's a rickhouse proof of that. There is. So is that that line is all that was all strategic? Yeah. So we have a set of three for each different mash bill. Okay. Uh, so we have the one barrels uh, with our Ben Holiday, which is our original historic mash mash bill, um, and then so the one barrel, the bottled and bond, and the rickhouse, uh, which. If you don't know what Rickhouse is, that's our basically uh, the full proof version of it. So Rickhouse proof, it's straight from the Rickhouse, uncut, uh, virtually unfiltered, just kind of removing the char from it. So as pure of a bourbon as you can get. Um, it's still coming from uh, the overall product of Ben Holiday. So when we dump the barrels, uh, it goes into both Rickhouse and Ben Holiday, okay. um, just the uncut version of it. So. Uh, there's that, and then yes, we're going to repeat that process on the holiday soft red wheat as well. So it's going to be uh, across the board. So all all the major offerings. So it's uh, hmm. don't have a one barrel of the wheat just yet. Yeah, uh, that is coming. Um, need to find those. We don't have as many of age as we do uh, sure. on the others. So uh, that's the next step, I think. Next thing I got to work on. Are you aging the wheat as long generally? Yeah. So it's also a minimum of six years. Okay. Uh, with both of these, we uh, for sure are holding product back for the 10-year mark. Um, you know, we don't necessarily, we've never really had that history of aging super long time. Um, and so that's not necessarily in the works. Um, but, you know, that 10-year, we've had that, our historic uh, process as well. Signature 10 was a brand we had and hmm. tried that before. It was a 10-year-old bourbon and it's, it's fantastic. Hmm. Uh, so I, I'm very much looking forward to what we can do at the 10-year mark. Great. So. Yeah, I'm excited. Any plans on, you know, some other places are playing with different finishes and things like that. Are, any plans on for stuff like that? Yeah, yep. So we, we just keep changing things around here. <laughs> uh, so Patrick is here kind of listening as well, but he was, uh, he and I were drinking last summer um, and we were looking around and talking about, you know, the second, second barrel uh, double oaking. It, Toasted barrel finish, stuff like that. And it's like, well, we want kind of a place that has a consistent temperature year-round. I don't want it to be super hot, super cold. Um, and we were both sitting there and just kind of turned and looked at our bonded ancient cave. At that time, it wasn't bonded. Uh, we decided to bond it, put up some ricks in there, the ability to store 72 barrels, um, and that's where we're going to play with stuff like that. Okay. So we have a, kind of a cave collection that will be coming out at some point where it's those type of things. It's uh, different finishes, different uh, double oaking um, variations of that. So it's kind of just experimenting. It's playing around with it, see what works. We, we started with that Ben mash bill, the original one. Uh, we'll repeat that process eventually for the, the other one. And yeah, just kind of having fun doing different things and seeing how it, how it 
taste of that second second barrel. So yeah. So you had Ben's recipe. Were you able to find and reproduce the yeast that he used? I wish we could have saved the yeast, uh, but unfortunately, no. Uh, so back in the '70s, I believe, uh, we quit making our own yeast. Uh, even when we were making bourbon, still they quit making their own yeast, and so it lost kind of that historic uh, strain, and then. Uh, at that point, it was just it was gone, and so then with the thirty-year hiatus as well, hard to hard to come by. And so we have a, a high-quality yeast that we buy, and we tried to find one that was as close as possible to our historic uh, strain as as much as we could. And so uh, that's kind of where we're at. So it's uh you know lost that one. I wish we could find it. I wish we could, but I I don't know how you'd even go about something from the seventies when we continue to make it after the fact uh, with a different yeast, so. Yeah, I, like well, I, I think Wilderness Trail has a, has a factory for that, where they've got a lab that's taking old yeast samples and trying to rebuild it and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's kind of exciting to hear some of that, where yep. you can just find these old samples mm -hmm. and be like, what do we do with this? <clears throat> can you recreate this? Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of an exciting story. And, and that's kind of what I've been working on. So there was a distillery in Oskaloosa, it was called Hoover Distillery, and it closed okay. early part of 1900s, like 1905, 1908. And I've found the liquid, mm -hmm. but I still don't have the work yet done on the yeast because that's all a mystery. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. We can find the liquid, but that doesn't help us on the yeast standpoint. And then if we were making it for 10 years with a different strain of yeast, yeah. that's still not our technically historic one. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, but see. if what you're doing is working, let's yeah, stick with that too. Yeah, and it's, it's working. It I mean, is. You're, you're, you're <laughs> talking about all the finishes and double yep. barrels and all that, and, and there's a lot of people that love that, but then there's people like me that I just want that typical bourbon. Mm. Oh yeah. I don't need yep. the finishing. I don't need all that stuff. Give me a give me a good typical bourbon, and I'm a happy guy. Yep. So you, you'll probably hear on some of our podcasts because we've done a well, we've been working on the best of Missouri, and so far Ben Holiday's win, winning that easily. Easily. <laughs> Um, but we did have, and it must have been either what we had to drink before, or just it was a weird night, but we, we had an odd taste that came Ginger, out. Ginger was giving us treats that night. I think so. <laughs> uh, my wife yeah. was, Also, don't say we. It wasn't me. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but what we have found is even when the air, it gets a little air and oxidizes, yep. it's just even more amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just... Yep. We, yeah. We opened up, I had the bottle from the spring, the first year that okay. you guys, and yep. it, had, it had mostly been killed, and we, we finished it off the other night, and we were all like, okay, we're, we're glad we're going, because the stuff is just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, we prepped for this trip by drinking about four or five different offerings from yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, this industry is kind of fun. Like, yeah, oh, pre yeah. prep for a trip is to drink. It breaks my heart, right. let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. What kinds of things, I mean, we've talked about some of the finishes and some of the things like that, but do you guys see it more expansion in another new Rick house? Or, or, I mean, what kinds of things can you talk about? And, and do, do you see that kind of growth happening for you guys already? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's uh, beyond me. That's so beyond you? I, I just want to focus on making uh, top quality bourbon and make sure it sells. And, and uh, beyond that, you know. I would love to add, uh, but I'd also love to stay where we're at. You know, it's uh, a lot of fun to do what we're doing. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm gonna solidly give you a non-answer on that. Because <laughs> I truly have no idea. I think all of this is just very new to us. You know, we yeah. wanted to make sure that uh, we had good bourbon, and then we wanted. To
to make sure that it sells. And every step of the process, we're just trying to do our best. And so I, it's it's tough to, to say anything like that at this point still. Yeah. I think, I think so. what I really like to hear is the uh, your influence of tradition yep. and stuff that comes from the past, but then being able to open that up and just let it be an influence so it doesn't cap you in your experimenting and yeah. trying some new things. Yeah. So that gives you the new flavors. It gives you some of the new nuances that you have that um, is influenced but isn't kind of boxing you in to yep. what was in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think that's very true. Obviously, we're very proud of who we are Absolutely. and where we've been, uh, and we want that to, to kind of guide us, but ultimately, consumer trends shift, consumer behavior shifts. And, you know, back in the day when we were doing this, we did bourbon wasn't really a thing, and now, I mean, there was a couple, but now it's a lot more popular. Uh, and, right. and just overall, uh, the trends continue to shift, and we want to stay with that, um, and we want to stay... Uh, relevant and doing the best we can on it, in every aspect of it and so uh, very much have to to keep looking at that but and and just playing around having fun we're uh, a small enough company that we can do that but large enough that we can also do that so it's the perfect size uh, to, to do these different things and to experiment and to to try continue to, to move forward with what's that look like with the trend being you know for for you six years out <laughs> so you, you've got to judge now right Yep. What happens six years out? How do you what's how do, how do you work through that? Yeah, I, you know, I wish I had a good answer to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really know. I mean, I just uh, and what football I, team would you root for in six? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, how how long's Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> uh, so no. Uh, Iowa win tonight. <laughs> I think it it is though. It is a weird business because I'm always like in the still. Right now, we're producing for six to ten years from now. Yeah, uh, it is always constantly thinking about that, and mm. uh, yeah, the spreadsheets planning for a decade plus in the mm -hmm. future. It's it's weird to think, and then I sit there and start to think, well, man, how old am I going to be? <laughs> okay, yeah. yep, all right, yeah. and my yeah. kid is going to be driving at that point. Yeah. Like that's terrifying. <laughs> okay, yeah. and you just kind of think through all the different scenarios of what's going to happen in the next decade. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's. I, I don't know. I don't know if I have a great answer. We just continue to, to have a plan and stick with it and, and go forward with it. So, so trending, does that mean flavors? Does that mean different things in it to, like, what changes in a trend in bourbon or in whiskey for you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know for sure if I have a, a great answer. I mean, right now, truly, that secondary finish is kind of a different yeah. piece that's kind of mm -hmm. blowing up. And so that's that's playing with that. I don't. I don't necessarily think flavoring type of thing or anything in that world. Uh, but uh, never say never. Sure. Um, so it's. Uh, you just want to. My my focus is still laying down good distillate into barrels. If we do that, we know that we can then take that and do mm -hmm. something in the future mm -hmm. with it. So as mm -hmm. long as we're making good quality distillate uh, with the mash bills we want to, yeah. that's that's the focus right now. So. And if you're always putting out good Missouri bourbon, mm -hmm. regardless of all the trends and all the timelines and right. all the, the the fun things that are coming out, yes. um, yep. I think you're going to sell some good standard bourbon. Yeah, and there, hopefully. There's a lot sad. of us that we get rid of all those trends and we just go with your standard bourbon. Now, yep. you come out with a wheat, I'm a wheat guy. I like that. So yep. give me a wheat bourbon. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. But yeah. um, are you able to talk about like production numbers, how much you're putting out per week or per month or? Uh, you know, so like we put away 14 barrels a day. Okay. That's where we're at in terms of size. So, uh, so you're constantly cooking and we're just Yeah, we do, uh, we do about six days a week, okay. uh, give or take. We have shutdowns during the year and uh, whatnot. So it's, you know, constantly putting away uh, those barrels. Um, 
and then slowly pulling them back out here yeah. now six years later and uh, a few more to come so yeah 14 a day is craft still kind of yeah. you know you're oh, right, yeah. right there yep yeah That's very good. much it's like I said we're kind of that that sweet spot it's we we can do some things but also it's not like uh, I can only imagine some of the large distilleries in Kentucky what it takes to try something new yeah. there. Like when they lose their shipment, away. it's like, ah, oh, well, whatever. You, you <laughs> drop a barrel, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a uh, big difference. Very much so. So yeah. it's it's uh, a lot of fun, but yeah, we're we're still putting away putting away a good amount of bourbon, filling up these rick houses here. So uh, that's that's the goal and the plan. And those are 53 gallons. So I mean, that's that's a fair amount of bottles going out the door. Yeah. And going Missouri. to sleep in a rick house anyway. <laughs> I know. Well, and so Missouri, Iowa, what other states do you send uh, to right now? Yeah, so we're in kind of the, the Midwest region, I guess, or the, the center of the U.S. is kind of ultimately where we're at. So uh, started in Missouri and Kansas. Uh, a lot of us live over on the Kansas side. Um, me, uh, Mick Harris, in, in this room. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we, we are started in those two states and then grew out from there. So we're, you know, Nebraska, Iowa, the Colorado, down to Texas, like in the center of the U.S. essentially is where we're at. So kind of focusing in on that, we, we obviously want to sell all our bourbon, but we want to do it, if we can, close to home. We prefer that mm -hmm. um, rather than going to the coast because it's just not as important to us. They don't appreciate it as yeah, much. Exactly. Anyway. Right? <laughs> well, I'm assuming, I mean, as good as the bourbon is, that your orders are picking up as you add more states, you're starting to get... Yeah, and, it's a uh, and adds to pressure to your inventory. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, there's. It seems like there's pressure on every step of the process. No, <laughs> uh, no it's a. Uh, I, I don't see a ton of that. Thankfully, I get insulated a little bit from that, so I get to just make the bourbon. Mm -hmm. But yes, it is. It is picking up every state we go to. We kind of do a, a kickoff and we talk to people and we're trying to go around and set up you know, different types of events with uh, bourbon influencers or with uh, whiskey groups or with whatever, uh, just kind of get our name out there in every state that we go to. And so uh, it's good to hear that uh, you all from Iowa have, know about us uh, and, and like it. And so um, I'm sure we'll be heading up that way uh, at some point as well. But yeah, it's uh, slowly, continually building the name when you're sitting on bourbon for six years. You may hear the name, but you, if you don't try the bourbon, you don't really care about it. It yeah. seems like it's yeah. back in mind. And so... Now yeah. I need to make sure we get. Uh, get I'm a Kansas kid too. I grew up in Hutchinson. Okay. So nice. I went. I went back home. Oh, probably over the holidays, okay. and I had already been drinking Ben. Yep. So I, I connected with some buddies, and we pop into a liquor store, and I was like, "Have you guys had this stuff?" And they're like, "No, we've seen it. We, you know, it's it's fifty bucks. We weren't sure." Yeah. And I was yeah. like, "Trust me." So we bought a bottle, and I think between four of us, we killed it that night. Nice. That's and awesome. And so I, I'm I'm. I'm trying to connect everyone I meet with, with Ben because I That's think cool. it's phenomenal. But I want to talk about a couple times as you've talked about um, the process and even I saw when you talked about the, the bonded cave and mm -hmm. the experiment, like your face lights up a little bit. Like just what's it like to wake up every morning and know that this is what you get to do for a job? Like I say, it doesn't suck. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not bad. Uh, it, it really is a lot of fun to do. I like. I'm an engineer uh, by training, and so I, I like problem solving, and there's always stuff to do. Sure. Like, there's always something new to try. There's always something to experiment or something to learn in this industry. And so it's just constantly uh, the ability to do that. That, to me, I, I love that part of this job. It's it's uh, 
never stays the same at all. And so it's just, uh, you know, not that obviously drinking is fun, um, <laughs> but, uh, it don't suck, yeah, that's for sure. It, it, yeah. no, we just do it for medicinal and educational Absolutely. purposes. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's truly that there's just a lot that you can learn, like Vic can do here, and it's uh, that's what I've always been drawn to, and that's what uh, I think I, I enjoy most is just the ability to do that. So very cool. The uh, so when you're out there, I, we talked about that history. So there's what the middle 1800s that that's kind of got its start. Mm -hmm. When you're out there, I'm not saying that you believe in ghosts, but do you kind of feel like that, uh, like that spirit of history is there with you while you're making that distillate? Uh, you know, I I've never personally felt that, but uh, I know that uh, we have several here who have had encounters that they uh, talk about, even in this building that we're in right now. So it's uh, all right. It's a, it's a bourbon ghost hunting story. I, so. I guess so. Maybe I. I've said enough that I respect the past that they're leaving me alone. So uh, <laughs> those that are talking trash on our history, those that's what they're haunting. I think, so, uh, it's a. Uh, you feel that connection to history, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh, it is humbling to think about all the people that have worked here that have made bourbon here. It's a. Uh, Going into a Rick House, you see the graffiti from people from the 50s. And it's wow. just like thinking about that. It's just a, it's really, it is truly a humbling thing to think about that this place has that, that long history. And since 1856 on this property, it's, it's one of a kind. It's unique. Uh, if you haven't, you know, those that are listening that haven't visited, please come here. Uh, you can't understand it until you've been here. You don't expect this in Western Missouri. Yeah. I was, I think I'm the only one before today that had been here in our group. And I was, I'm telling them, I'm like, when you pull in, like there's rolling hills, you see the rig house. I was like, it's mm -hmm. beautiful, but you can't, can't do it justice. No. And so as we're pulling in, all of them were like, oh, you're right. This is awesome. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful, um, complex. Yeah. And I don't know, it makes it pretty good old fashioned, but, uh, I'll tell you, is the way to go. Is, I, yeah. I'll tell you what, then I, you hate to finish it cause yeah, it's so good, but yeah, when I when I emailed Erin, she's like, "We'll have some cocktails waiting." I was like, "I don't want you to waste all your syrup and acid <laughs> on me." <laughs> so can I ask, as you drink this, what are you tasting when you drink it? Because you've got to be pulling out some stuff that maybe we're not getting. No, no, I don't think necessarily that. I, I think ultimately everybody has their own taste experience, and that's what I I always talk about. I don't ever give specific tasting notes or specific because you all have your own background. Everybody has their own background, like. I've heard before, oh, it tastes like my grandma's creme brulee. Well, my grandma was German, and she didn't make creme brulee. So, exactly right. Like it was just uh, so you know, you have your own background, and you bring that to the table. And so I'm, I'm, I think for me, I can do a lot of comparison type of tasting. So how is this compared to the other one that I tried last, or how does it? Kind of in my mind in the catalog of the different things that I've tried, but it's not so much looking for tasting notes or flavors uh, from that standpoint. So, so you go home from a long day here. <laughs> what are you pouring in your glass? What What's your favorite offering from from this distillery? Well, we can cut this part out. It, no, 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 uh, we're not. <laughs> <gonna answer. laughs> it, uh, honestly, if I had a bottle of the shorty at home, that would be uh, sure. a contender. Yeah. Um, I I do like the Rick House. Uh, that we bottled in January this year. Okay, uh, that that's what we tasted was, on uh, very good. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've put out a few, uh, and and there's I think it's going to change too over sure. over the course because we 
everything we've done, it's like, yeah, this is, this is great. This might be the best one we've done. And then the next one, it's just every time you do it, you kind of the, the proud dad moment and you just think that that's mm-hmm. the best ever. And then the next one and then the next. So moving on. But no, I think it's uh, January Rickhouse and then the shorty is kind of the, the ones that I've enjoyed the most. But, but you're, not, you're not playing with your recipe. The recipe is what it is. Yep. You might be working with tasting things to age and all that, and of course the different yep. tiers are going to be different flavors a little bit. But, yeah. But so the recipe is the recipe other than the weeded. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Good. So we, we keep that con- fairly consistent. Now that all that being said, we do have some experiments that I put away that it's like different distillation proofs or okay. different uh, you know barrel entry proofs stuff like that uh, that we have tweaked every now and then in the still house just to play around with yeah. it but ultimately across the board it's uh you know staying the same down there consistency in the distillery is kind of our goal and then letting the rick houses provide that variability um with these they're seven stories tall and not heated not cooled uh just change the temperature by opening the windows like yeah. it's uh that's that's what it is yeah, and you're not rotating you're not, not rotating we leave them there and so they can uh you can get a 25 degree temperature differential from bottom to top of the rick house and and a 15% or 20% difference in humidity. And so it changes it dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen barrels, I, I said 118 proof entry is our kind of what we target. Uh, we've had some on the first floor go down to about 108 proof um, as the top floors. We don't have anything from the seventh floor of age yet, but uh, they increase up to about 124. And so mm-hmm. they vary in proof point. Uh, they also vary dramatically in taste. And so it, it constantly fluctuates very much a, a standard rick house and that's what we're embracing so that's what is on the bottle uh you know we have that chart that describes where we select the, mm-hmm. the barrels from for each bottling and so that's uh kind of what we're doing in the process is embracing that embracing those rick houses you don't see them often outside of kentucky and we're, we're glad that we have them so yeah. that's kind of uh really embracing that portion yep and you're not going to mm. fight over the word bourbon like Tennessee people do. No, no. They <laughs> call it Missouri bourbon. It's okay. Yep. We're yep. not going to call it Missouri whiskey. No, it's a uh, it's a bourbon. So okay. we're we're very much uh, in the bourbon world. We're not so. charcoal filtering. Nope, not doing any of that. So it's a uh, it's all all a bourbon. Throw it through a strainer and you're good. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Just don't. We don't want you to munch on char while yeah, you're drinking. Yeah, we appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. Yes. But yeah, no no chill filtering, nothing like that. So it's all all. I mean, that's a purest recipe right there. That's what mm-hmm. we like. Mm-hmm. We're pretty no, no frills people around here. We pretty we wear jeans to work. We're down to earth. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it makes sense that our bourbon follows along with that. So, We have the marketing guys in here, right? You do. That's, I'm, I'm having a very hard time sitting quiet, by the way. Don't be quiet. No, don't be quiet. You can slide right. it down there a little bit, yeah. What do you got? So... So tell us about what it's like to market a, a, a fairly new brand that nobody had heard of, and all of a sudden, boom, here comes a six-year powerhouse yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a lot of what Kyle said. We had the history. We've got a lot of other great premium brands, so we know we know brands for sure around here. But we also had, hell, about to now, like he said as well, about 10 years of prepping, mm-hmm. waiting, making mm-hmm. sure it tastes good, which it tastes good. This shorty... Is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> it's insane. So 
Well, you had no, six it's... years to get your Facebook posts ready, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole lot of like, hey, Kyle, like, you done yet? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. well, but, but that's the thing. So many of these, so many of these companies are coming out with these. Well, aged between twelve and twenty-four months, because they're yeah. wanting to get to market and they're pushing this product, and you taste it, and you're like. Yeah. That's not really yeah, that great. Yeah. And you're putting your name on this. Yeah. It's important to be able to hold it back and do it right. Well, on top of that, doing it right is something we talk a lot about around here. And when you tour and see the facility and everything we do, we take pride in doing things the right way. Do it big. Make sure people, when they come here, it's an impact because this is a special location. Um, but yeah, also, we talked about it at the very beginning of this thing when we're spitballing ideas and talking with Mick, of course, and the idea of bringing this thing back and starting making bourbon again, it's, all right, well, probably in about three years, we'll have something good, oh, we'll see how that does, and we'll put it in the rickhouse, and we'll check it all out. But we kept tasting, it kept getting better and better, and we knew that six years was a traditional sweet spot for what the bourbon was like. We did not want to buy someone else's juice, because obviously that's happening yep. just yep. everywhere. And, and it works, but it, it's a different market. Right, it works. It's just, it, right, it's different. And it's we wanted to be proud of what we were making. We didn't want to put it out too early. Like, this is going to be our name, our location, yeah. history, our reinvented. Genius. It's It just knew. Yeah. Six years is going to be go time. We tasted it at four, then at five, and we just kept going, it was six before. Not quite like, there. It was, yeah. six <laughs> was, was it hard to hold the accountant and the pencil pushers down? Though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure we can't put a little bit out now just to cover some bills? <laughs> Barrels a day, yeah. every day for yeah. six years is a hell of a lot yeah. of days of uh, yeah. production. So it's a huge investment, oh, and it takes yeah. a lot of discipline to hold that back and say we're going to put it out when we're ready, not when the accountants think we need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's and this and that's how this company rolls. That's how we roll as a team. It really is about making the best possible things yeah. as a group. Be proud of a you know a relatively small team in comparison to a lot of the juggernauts out there. Yeah. And we punch way above our weight, and we just try and make things. We try to have a lot of fun, number one, and make amazing products. Mm -hmm. and, Were you yeah. both of you here the day that you bottled your first ones that said six year and they went out? So you were both here. Oh, yeah, for what, sure. What'd yeah. that feel like, though, when you finally rolled one out of the Rick house <laughs> and you started putting we it in? We laid the this down, yeah. and now we're bottling it. I was through the roof excited. I was, he was terrified. I was Which how could you not be? Right? I always a bundle right. of nerds always. Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, even though you had tasted exactly. it all the way along, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, you're like, okay, we're gonna put this out here. And even on our launch day, we wanted to do a special launch for that first Ben Holiday release and we did on site. We only had 800 bottles because we were still getting glass and some asshole marketing guy like said, it's gonna be on this day. <laughs> 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 where we can see kind of out on the lane we just kind of sat and waited like drinking coffee like i hope people show up yeah this, this is gonna be cool mm, yeah. and it turned out to be one of the craziest days of a line of just people for we sold out in like two hours everything one per person and it was like from that point forward till now like i've aged 10 years <laughs> a year yeah it's been awesome sure. though. Yeah. So, so was it that whole historical aspect more local people that showed up to get a bottle of there was people from every I mean, a hmm. lot of people coming from all around Missouri and Kansas, but we had some Iowa folks and some people coming around that had been waiting because we have tourism here. People come to Kansas City, 
And we've got a like little pin board map up in the uh, welcome center of where people are from. Uh, Leavenworth and the, the War College and all those things are right down the way. You insist. So we get people from everywhere. And we had people literally from everywhere waiting to mm. just finally get a taste. And I heard those PR people are really good. Yeah, pretty <laughs> solid. To get them from everywhere. Yeah, pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a, a hell of a good time. A wild year. Yeah, I've gone on way too many. I've been or hanging out with Patrick way too much. Like, <laughs> no one should have to hang out with a marketing guy that much. Like, he's just, it's just, I don't know. We've had a lot of bourbon. It's been fun. It didn't sour the mash, though, right? No. no. Okay. Okay, so we just kind of threw you in. Can you tell us you? who Your name? Tell us your story. Yeah, you didn't really. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, my name is Patrick Fee. No, I'm, I'm actually from the West Coast. Okay. Uh, and I worked for this company at their ad agency for about 10 years hmm. from Los Angeles. And 11 years ago now, I came on site to kind of get involved with marketing and design and premium brands and all the things that we're doing. So it's been a uh, 20, basically started working in the liquor industry when I was just about to turn 21. Yeah. And uh, it's been a while, 20 plus years since then. But yeah. Here's the ghosts. Yeah. Here's the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> just opening the door uh, randomly. A, a dog. Do you miss LA? Yeah, we got to go. Uh, no. <laughs> Most people I know that come from LA to the Midwest are like, I never knew there was a Midwest in here. This is amazing. We're like, yeah, we love it here. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell your friends. I I will say, you notice how it was when Patrick was talking that the ghost (laughs) (laughs) I think summarized. (laughs) That was not weird at all. A door just opened, by the way. Open and close. You may have to cue it up. Hold here. on, hold on. We have a little sound bite we like to do. Yeah. I got to find it because it's back there a little bit. Now. <laughs> Don't pour too fast. I, I think we did this during one one drunken evening. I think maybe a little bit. Too. We we may have recorded. This I call it research. <laughs> we were doing research. Oh uh, well, uh, this is true. Yes. Was it for a trip a, though? No, but that's a good marketing term. It was research. Yep, so, there you yeah. go. No, keep keep talking. I'll find it. Keep talking. <laughs> All right. Doc, Doc's finding our sound bite here, but. So high budget. A year is that all the longer you guys have been putting your new distillate out then? Your new I mean, product. I mean, May of last year is when yeah, Ben Holiday first dropped. Oh, a year. Wow. World. So it's been uh, and a year later, Holiday Soft Red, and it's just been go 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 since then. And so, other other than a few boys from the middle of Iowa, what other kinds of folks have come in here to pick on you guys and? You know, everyone wants to talk to Kyle. He carries a sharpie in his pocket. He signs things. I, I, actually, fun. I actually left my sharpie at my uh, office. Uh, morning, uh, I'll find it and I'll figure it no, out. We get, I mean, we have a lot of people chatting. I mean, especially, you know, uh, Urban Beach, uh, you know, mm-hmm. gets up in here. Doug Frost, if you guys are familiar, master sommelier, master of wine. Um, a lot of people have been interested in what we're doing for a long time. It's It's been really cool to just kind of get in there and. We actually had a huge event last October down at Big Cedar in Southern Missouri. Uh, there was the Masters of Bourbon where Kyle was our guy. You know, he's there with the likes of Bruce Russell and some others and giving, you know, kind of a, a what do we call that, Kyle? The, <laughs> the science, blanket yeah. on the name of it. But it was basically come and see what it's all about and get into his brain of his, you know, masters of all the things and almost doctor here in a second his wife's a doctor by the way i'm trying to yeah uh, working on a phd but no, it's it's been just i mean on and on and on with people and things it's been great it's been an amazing time 
So you've been around for, you said, I think I heard you say 11 years. I've been on the side 11 years, yeah. And so you were also working on this before that? And so we've been working on this project for at least nine when it came to, okay, we're going to do this. From that point of, okay, we need a new still, all these things, we have to plan, we have to start designing, everything like that. Yeah, it's been almost a decade of just planning for Ben Holiday to come out. Because yeah, so. McCormick owns this brand, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's our company. And uh, so you guys were like, you know what, this this bourbon thing's getting to be real. Do we, do we re reintroduce one of our historic brands? Or yeah. what was that conversation? Well, I mean, How many uh, bottles were spared that night or, or drank that <laughs> night when you the, came uh, to that decision? We have a lot of amazing premium brands, like I was saying. That's why I first got involved with the company at making 360 Vodka, the world's first eco-friendly vodka, and developing that from scratch. Our Five Farms Irish Cream is the highest rate Irish Cream. We went and literally hand-picked the five family-owned farms in Ireland, met them, talked to them. Mm. We know we developed an entire process with the dairy to make sure our cream is only our cream and our own silo, everything. So this was the, for us, this was the piece tying the history of being, here's, here's where we are. This thing has to come back. Like we can't just sit here with these beautiful rick houses on this property mm -hmm. and not make the bourbon, which is why we we're originally here. And Lewis and Clark found the original springs. Just too much to not bring it back. So <laughs> yeah, that's sure. how it happens. All right, we're ready. We're ready. <laughs> ready? So, so, wow. so Kenny's pouring out That's the last a, of this short bottle. Yeah, short it, barrel. It's it's, it's it's pretty darn special in a way it goes. Bottle kill. Sorry, it is an official bottle kill. It is. It is. It makes me sad at the same time. Yeah, but we got to share it with new friends. True. So we're whiskey friends, and we're all about what. That's why we call our podcast what we call it because whiskey. No matter what your background is, where you come from, your what side of the aisle you're on, whiskey brings people together. Mm -hmm. 100%. Anything you want to add? Anything you want to jump in on? No, sir. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just observing today. <laughs> He's like, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The whiskey's good, though. It is. Well, I... I, for one, am glad that we took the time to come down here. And, and, yeah, we appreciate and it. Great dress. See you guys. And I also want to say I, I enjoy the holiday podcast, Holiday Happy Hour. So check that out as well. Yeah, and I really love too. when I get to hear about Patrick's dogs. Dogs. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're going to live that. <laughs> I am so glad that so you <laughs> Who does that podcast? Uh, Patrick and I are on it, uh, Jordan Germano, uh, yeah. RPR, and then uh, Brendan, kind of, he does the sound behind it, and then also joins along and makes some cocktails, so. Yeah. And we bring uh, in friends once in a while, you guys are obviously, we should probably switch and do it that way too. I'm, I'm just going to do like some things, drink some more things. Yeah. Yeah. It's good nice. times. Yeah, that's one, that's one of my favorite podcasts, I really enjoy it. Because <laughs> you guys just have fun. Let's do it. Three, two, one. All right. <laughs> nice. So, tell me about the dogs. <laughs> I love this. This is, this is so good. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, under the bus so bad. It was. We were trying to pick on Kyle because he had a dog. Three seconds and you know gave it away to someone that works here, and it turned into no. I have my wife has three tiny dogs. One is named Roxy Beyonce. She came from LA. It is what it is. Just a little white dog. Uh, and then I have two long hair wiener dogs. One is named Mr. Cheap Weenie Man. We are obviously Chiefs fans. Of course. Uh, born and raised, actually, in one of the West Coast Chiefs fans. 
And then uh, Mr. Bourbon Cocktail is a little brown wiener dog. So <laughs> he loves bourbon too. There you know, he's a big there fan. Is. So yeah, no, it's good times. Since the dog gets a little hyper, you just get a little extra bourbon. Yeah, he's, he's a happy dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go see some of how you're making all this stuff, and I'll tell yeah. you what, we need more of it for our our set. I'll, I'll I'll show you a picture as soon as we get a chance of our set that we record from. <laughs> And uh, yeah, there's about 400 bottles of, you know, very. Sometimes there's room for people in there. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Maybe some dogs. <laughs> At least some tiny dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have, have we missed anything, guys, that you're going, ah, I hope these guys from Iowa figure it out and talk about it? Man, I'm just, I mean, we're happy to have you here. We're, we are very happy you enjoy the liquid. And uh, no, I don't think we missed anything. Kyle? Yeah. I was going to follow up though. What's it feel like though when they were talking about you hobnobbing and rubbing elbows with other distillers, master distillers? I mean, you know, what's that feel like for you? Because, you know, you you brought a Phoenix out. Every, yeah, every step of the process has still been surreal. I, I, you know, I am, for perspective, I never talked to people. I was in Western Kansas, right? There's 1,500 people there. I was on a farm, so I was in a combine all the time, and that was my happy place. And so, uh, like, not talking to people was where I was comfortable. And so, it's been a transition learning to do that. And then, a- as you go through it, having the people that, uh, you know, like I said, I drank bourbon before I came here. And so, you always read the different blogs. You <laughs> see the different people doing reviews, and then to have them reviewing yours, it's yeah. it's amazing to talk with, uh, you know. Bruce Russell about his family like it's it's just something that you don't expect uh, and it's it's a lot of fun I mean there's no doubt about it it's uh I'm slowly getting used to it maybe I don't know uh, I'm not sure if I ever will but uh, it's no it's been something that you just don't expect to happen and that's that's where I'm at so good and bad when those reviews happen how, how do you handle that though um, I don't read them I just see the ones that the PR team sends our way like they screen it uh, I prepared for our bourbon release a year in advance by deleting Facebook, uh, so I could just I'm <laughs> off of all of that. Yeah. Uh, so I just would rather uh, stay oblivious in the world. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's we don't get bad reviews. We have not. I'm a knock on wood, but the reviews coming in for the bourbon are just so high. The the awards it's winning are smoking some of the biggest Kentucky brands you've ever seen. Right out of the gate, and that was with our May batch. It was the very first batch. Kyle had like a hundred barrels to play with to get it set. And now, as each batch goes on, I don't know if you all have had Ben from October, but whoa, mm. like that was where everything really kicked into. Yeah. Okay, more floors are opening up. This is getting crazy, but now it's been so much fun because people are tasting it and knowing it's. Yeah, we're not at the size of some of the, the volumes, I should say, of some of the other brands, but. We're also not making craft whiskey here. Like yeah. this is very traditional, yeah. delicious bourbon. So, so it's. So do you all taste it to help mix set the barrels and and for each batch that you guys? We taste out? a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he smiles yeah, when he says that. Not pure enough. Yeah. <laughs> we need to. Yeah, yeah, we, we never complain on the uh, the research that we have to do <laughs> the afternoon around here. So. How do how do you how do you make sure? Do you, you I'm, I'm sure you guys save some samples from the previous batch and you oh, go, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're we're within range of what this tastes like. Do you, do you get frustrated by that process, or do you just love it to no, pieces? I think it's fun. We really let Kyle do his thing because he's really good at what he does. But 
we're also not trying to be like, okay, does this taste just like last month? We're not doing that. It's we want it to be consistently Ben Holiday or Holiday Soft Red, but also the variances, which is why we do the charts that we dreamt up, showing as much transparency as possible. We want you to see those subtle differences, like yeah. and be excited about October versus like, oh, July was good, but this October, like that to us is fun. I mean, that's a good time, and it's consistently delicious, but slightly different. I yeah. think is the key. So awesome. All right. Well. I, for one, would say if you've not had Ben Holiday and you see it on the shelf, I'd, I'd grab. It's a must-buy. It is. So if you're curious, because, I mean, let's face it, it's a bourbon world going on right now. We just stopped by a liquor store on the way here, and there was a whole aisle of some brands that I wasn't familiar with. Sure. And, you know, so they're $60, $70, and you're like, and I don't know if I want to thunk down my hard-earned cash on that. I... I didn't have any problem with it, and I've been satisfied since the first bottle I bought. So, yep. here's to you guys. Yeah. Cheers. And, uh, cheers. A great, cheers. great product, and uh, we look forward to uh, what what you have next. Thank you. Good stuff. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks.